This episode of HBR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today I've got an interview with you with one of our own hosts, Josh. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing good. Uh, do you so, want me to rest- Sorry, go on ahead. Do you want me to restart my recording too? Um, no, that's not necessary. I just restarted it to uh, sync up and make editing easier. I don't like editing, as everybody knows. Um, you might remember Josh from such exciting episodes as 740 DDoS, What Is It and How to Protect Yourself, which was an interesting episode. And it is your only episode, Josh. Very sad, very sad. However, I can't, uh, I can't uh, be too annoyed with you because, as many of you know, Josh is the... Uh, person that is behind the uh the hosting very generous hosting that we have here at hbr and it's it's basically about that that i wanted to talk to you about so you're going to uh can you just tell us a little bit uh, about yourself josh and what you do for daily living and, and that sort of thing just yeah um so we are uh, actually starting to branch off myself and a couple other of my uh, co-workers at the current location we started uh, seeing some things that we thought we could do better as far as providing hosting, and unfortunately, it's divergent from what our current job uh, details, or entails, excuse me. It's still very early here for me. So what time um, is it over there? Uh, it's 9 a.m., and I went to bed roughly about 2 a.m., so... Oh, the youth. I never did such a thing. <laughs> uh, it, it's more to related to work than anything, unfortunately. It's nothing so much fun. Okay, so you work at a hosting provider uh, which uh, currently hosts the BinRev stuff on the uh, HPR, on the HPR uh, websites. Correct. And so we are actually branching out, um, providing more optimized service. And that's where... We're moving HPR and all the BinRev family sites over to that environment. Uh, What's that called? uh, It's called an honest host. A-N-H-O-N-E-S-T-H-O-S-T dot com? Correct. Correct. So so what are you planning on doing over there? Um, Realistically, the name kind of says itself. We plan to be honest with our customers uh, from everybody in a shared plan all the way up to a dedicated cluster uh, instead of going off and trying to wow people with unlimited for a really low price we're actually going to go off and price things out based on resources that people get access to Uh, so instead of oh get free hosting for just a like and ends up being something ridiculous like you only get a gig um we our free hosting. We say, okay, this is uh, WordPress plan. You get 256 megs uh, of storage space, and we support it by ads. We're very upfront about that. Um, one of the biggest things that shared hosting uh, has right now. I mean, if you go to GoDaddy, if you go to anybody, you see unlimited packages for four ninety five, six ninety five, start your hosting for a penny, that sort of thing. Oh. That's not honest hosting. Uh when they say unlimited, there's no way for somebody to give unlimited resources. If that were the case, uh Netflix would not have to pay as much as they do Amazon for their cloud services. So instead of going off and being like everybody else saying, oh, we'll give you unlimited for this low, low price, 
we have that low, low price, but then we have resources attached to it. This is how web hosting was 10, 15 years ago, uh, where you paid for the resources that you had, and then somebody in the marketing department said, well, why do we have limits? And yeah, 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 I'm with you. we got yeah. stuck where we're at right now, and that was part of the reason why we wanted to branch off, is because we were seeing so many people upset that, well, I paid for this unlimited plan. If it wasn't unlimited, why'd you sell it as unlimited? And people don't get that in the terms of service. They hide things like, oh, you can't use over certain amount of CPU. You can't use the storage space for anything except web services. It's all hidden, and it's not very obvious to the customer. So we want to change that. Okay, super. Um, Listen, the um, yeah, it's not like mobile phone operators also do the same thing, I guess. Exactly. It really annoys me very much. Um, so you're offering right now uh, three different services. Um, so you've got the WordPress, under the WordPress hosting, you've got ad-supported, entry, blogger, and advanced, just for people who get an idea. So I'm going to round it up to the nearest dollar. So $4 a month for the entry, that's one gig of space. And um, pretty much everything has access to one WordPress multi-site subdomain and access to all honest host themes and plugins with no ads so then one gig is four dollars three gigs is seven dollars and six gigs is ten dollars a month that seems pretty fair actually yeah it it really is i mean based on the resources that we have available on the system so we took what it cost for us to have the system up what it cost for us to maintain we add a little bit of a margin on it for our profits and for expanded growth, and then that was it. We don't try and gouge the customer or anything like that. We're managing the WordPress environment for them, so there's no issue of somebody going off and, oh, crap, I just got hacked because I didn't update. We do all the updates. We make oh. sure that all the plugins are updated, all the themes are updated. That WordPress plan, you literally only have to worry about managing your content we manage the plugin updates we manage the wordpress updates the system updates everything is managed through us on this plan and that's part of what we do across all of our plans all of our plans have managed hosting so we cover the kernel updates we cover the system updates the wordpress plan is the only one that we actually uh, update a software application as far as a web application but our uh, shared and dedicated and soon-to-be our VPS will all have the ability, uh, we'll have a program called Installatron inside cPanel that will automatically update your plugins and your WordPress for you and make a backup beforehand. So we, we've got some pretty awesome tools at our disposal. Um, one thing that you don't mention, just in case people think this is an advertisement for an honest host, it kind of is because um, you guys have been supporting HPR for so long, uh, and uh, I think it's it's no harm for people to get a a view. But I do want to go on to some of the technical aspects with relation to the Binrev projects and stuff later on. But I am kind of interested here in um, what what amount of bandwidth limitations there are because that's not mentioned on the site. So. Our partners, we have a couple different partners that we work with. Um, realistically, we start see- with the WordPress hosting. Um, I doubt anybody's going to be pushing 20 terabytes of bandwidth a month, and that's actually where we're at as far as our limit is 20 terabytes a server. And any customer like is a dedicated server or something like that, they're going to be getting that same limit. Now, with the WordPress plan, anybody that was to that point of trying to use 20 terabytes of bandwidth, um, it's been my experience, they haven't been uh, only using 6 gigs of resources. So there was some math done in there. It's like, if they're doing that much, and it may come down to it, a part of our uh, customers' rights, we will be upfront with them. We will say, okay, we see that you're using this much resources as far as bandwidth. And while we can go off and support it, 
we would much appreciate uh, upgrading to a better plan. And if it's not in their cards, then we can make adjustments accordingly. Uh, it won't take the site down, but we can actually slow down uh, the site if necessary to uh, protect everybody else. Yeah. So, so basically what you're saying is, if I've got a $4 a month plan, or better yet, um, some friend of mine asked me, uh, can, where uh, can I host my website? I can throw them at you, and if for one day their website goes to one gig a month, then that's going to be no problem whatsoever. Right. There, there's no problem. Absolutely excellent. Okay, I'm going to look at some more of the hosting. Sure. Can you tell people the difference between, uh, just to make this more a kind of generic episode than a, than a blatant advertisement that we're doing so far, what's the difference between uh, shared hosting and dedicated hosting and then VPS hosting as well? So shared hosting is a server that we set up, we manage, we install uh, cPanel, and each user gets uh, cPanel user access. And they can log in and manage their emails, things like that, from in that panel. So I'll just and go through the plans here. The, the base is the base starts at $5, then jump is 10 advanced is 20 And that goes from 4, 20, and 50 gig storage, 2 gig bandwidth, 10 gig bandwidth, and 25 gig bandwidth, 5 email accounts, 10 email accounts, 25 email accounts, 2 databases, 5 databases, and 10 databases. And CPU average of one percent, four percent, and ten percent. Hey, CPU average—that's pretty good. What happens if they go above these limits? So that's weekly average. So if they burst and they don't have a high usage the rest of the week, nothing. They don't even get a notice from us. It's based on weekly averages. Uh, we have configured the servers in a way um, that actually would prevent a single user from taking down the server without actually having to install something like uh, Cloud Linux or anything like that. Uh, because of how we configured the server with Apache 2.4 using uh, uh, FastCGI pass-through to PHP FPM, and then each FPM pool is a per-user pool. So you have so many workers that can run in the background. I have so many workers that can run in the background. We've configured it so that no one user with all their workers could actually take down the entire server. So we take a look at your usage uh, average. Obviously, if you've got an entire day where you're just pegging the CPU for your system or for your users, you're going to be over your weekly allotment. And but, what happens? Uh, then we send an email saying, hey, we notice you're above uh, your allotment, and as long as you're not taking down the server, we don't actually suspend uh, we may tweak your uh, users or the um, number of processes that you can spin up again to slow down the performance um, and stabilize the server if there is an issue. But usually we'll just send out an email and say, hey, this is where you're at. This is how much above you're at. This is the plan that we recommend you move to if you're expecting this kind of traffic regularly. So no additional bills? No. Okay, and the, what happens if you go over your monthly bandwidth in, in you know, bandwidth, pretty much? We send out notices at uh, 75 80 and 90% notifying that there is a bandwidth uh, usage going on. Uh, at 100%, then we slow the site down to a crawl. Uh, we don't completely disable, we slow it down to a crawl. Uh, Unless Again, we get no some, bills. yeah, right, no bills until we get a confirmation that you either want to purchase more bandwidth or they want to move up to a higher tier plan. Okay, and um, what's always concerned me about that, is, or I, th I think that's ideal because I don't want bills. I always uh, get terrified if somebody compromises my site or is doing a DDoS on my site, just trying to rack up my bills for me. Um, right. Say somebody's been attacked. Uh, is there anything? that you can do to help, or is, are they left on their own? Uh, and that's actually something that we partnered with Cloudflare for. Uh, Cloudflare does really well with DDoS mitigation, back to my last show. Uh, they essentially put into place what I was discussing about in the show. They have uh, Nginx servers all over the world, and then they manage the DNS to pass through 
those Nginx servers. Uh, their basic or their free plan uh, is pretty decent for moderate small attacks. They say that they give minimal, but it, it's actually fairly decent. I've had to use it myself a couple times. Um, and then they do the CDN optimization, things like that. But they're also the ones that were responsible for filtering out, uh, I believe it was Spamhaus. They were getting a really massive attack a year or two ago. Um, and they yeah, filtered yeah, that, that attack. Uh, attack and that, realistically that that said something about how they do their infrastructure and kind of gave credence to what I said in the HPR episode because it's like they're doing exactly what I mentioned in there um, as far as mitigating the DDoS or redistributing the distributed attack so it was really quite cool to see um, we partnered with them and so all of our servers by default will have Cloudflare enabled they can click to enable that um, and if they need more services through Cloudflare, it's very easy for them to upgrade and change that uh, right through their control panel interface. Okay, and the other thing that you have available is dedicated hosting. So I'll go through the plans. Plan one is $350 a month. Plan two is $500 a month. And plan three is $750 a month. And the difference between those two is uh, Xeon quad core uh, 33 gig, Xeon 8 core 2 gig, uh, dual Xeon uh, hexa core 2 gig, uh, 1 1 and 2 gig storage where that's red 10, 4 IP addresses 4 IP addresses, 4 IP addresses 16, 32 and 64 gigs of RAM and you've got on all the plans it seems to be 20 terabytes, 100 gig cPanel, rootless kernel upgrades and Nagios monitoring those are not bad prices, actually. I mean, yeah, out of my league in fairness. But. <laughs> right, but it, what is included with it, we were trying to make it so that it was a fair um, balance for the customer and for us. Like I said, we aren't trying to gouge a customer. We do have a little bit of uh, profit margin in there specifically because we do have costs that we have to cover, and then on top of that, we have to eat. But we don't gouge the customer, so we want to make it something that's respectable for the customer to say, hey, you know what, I like this, and it's not a bad price. And that part of that is I went to our uh, partners and said, hey, guys, I need to make a profit on this too. Let's work on something that's going to be beneficial for both of us. And so that's, I got a little bit of discount from my providers, but not a lot, um, especially starting out. They're like, oh, well, we'll throw you a little bone here, and if you do something, then... We'll, we'll talk later. That seems to be always the case with bigger companies, but starting out, it's enough to get everything rolling. Uh, I want to mention that each one of these is an actual hardware RAID, so it's a RAID card with yeah. a battery backup. Um, I've noticed that a lot of hosting providers uh, say, oh yeah, it's got a RAID, but then you get into it and you realize it's... Linux software RAID or it's a firmware RAID that doesn't have a battery backup on the RAID card itself so yeah, yeah. you run into the same issue you would have ran into if it was just a single drive uh, a lot of times. Okay and you don't have as yet uh, VPS hosting. What are you, what's your kind of plan for that? I'm actually writing the API system, well writing the hook into my provider's API system. So what I want to be able to do is when they click it, it automatically provisions. I may just add the VPS to the site uh, and have manual provisioning until I get the automatic piece finished. It's They've got a nice API. It's just sitting down and finding the time to write all that code. And that's well, this is going to be about a month before this is released, so you got uh, you got some okay. time. Can you okay. do you have price plans available and what the differences are between them? Uh, I'm still working on all those. I'm actually working on getting a better pricing point. They're pretty good already, but I want to get them even better realistically uh, because I've got to compete with people like uh, Hostgator and uh, Softlayer and all these guys who use 
just absolutely ridiculously large servers. Yep. And I don't want to do that because it becomes an issue of if that server goes down, I have a ton of people down. And that's part of the reason why I'm including those backups is I don't want to have somebody go off and say, oh my gosh, my entire business is down right now because the server's down. Yeah. So it's really one of those things. And therein, folks, in my experience over the last, I don't know, many, two, three years, Josh? Uh, Three years, yeah. yeah, In dealing with you, um, you know, people say, Ken, uh, I'm the email person behind the admin at Hacker Public Radio. But that is purely from an administration point of view. The actual administrator behind HPR is and continues to be Josh. And the service that he has given us has been absolutely phenomenal. There's been an awful lot of stuff going on in the background that people don't realize. Uh, moving servers, putting up VPSs, uh, increasing disk space, um, problems with cPanel, problems with some of the scripts we're trying to run. And every step of the way, support has been absolutely fantastic. So I would have no hesitation whatsoever in um, sending you over to this website and and, um, experiencing what it is that these guys do. Oh, thank you for that plug. (laughs) So there you go. I've sold out. I've sold out to the man. (laughs) But um, yes, uh, so I guess... Uh, when when are you, uh, do you are you still working for the other company and uh, when do we when do we need to update the intro and outro basically? Um, you guys can do it as soon as possible because I'm actually in the process of moving you guys over as we're speaking. That was what I was doing before I hopped on here. Um, I upgraded your guys' server to the latest version of cPanel. Uh, I put in the Apache 2.4 and the PHP FPM uh, had a customer that was at another hosting provider got some really big name musicians uh, for a show tweet about his site and he was getting over 10,000 simultaneous views it was crashing his server Apache can stay started we put uh the method that we're using for all of our shared servers, all of our dedicated, all of our VPS servers, uh, with the Apache 2.4, Event MPM, uh, PHP FPM, uh, got all that set up, and a dual core server actually managed to stay online while serving about 10,000 simultaneous views, which is insane. So, can you explain a bit about the technicalities behind that? So, PHP is in its current form in Apache you're looking at a single thread process um, going to something like event view allows excuse me for a second uh, allows for it to go multi threaded but if you do just straight fast CGI you lose security so a lot of people have sacrificed performance for security and going to something like SuPHP or Mod RUID, and those are single-threaded processes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to my best of my knowledge, RU, Mod RUID is still single-threaded, um, but you get some amazing performance from using fast CGI. So I was trying to figure out a way to kind of marry the two and get it to work. And I had been testing this for a while using Apache 2.4 with the proxy pass-through. Okay, so what's going on? And the first thing I ran into was I could only pass through to ports. And when you start talking shared servers, you run up. Well, you don't run out of ports, but it's a bad idea to have a bunch of open ports. uh, Because people can crash your server that way. So I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? So I looked at Nginx, and Nginx has got some amazing performance, absolutely amazing performance. PHP FPM works beautifully with it. You can do multi-threaded, absolutely amazing. But then you lose the ability to use HT access. So anybody who's using WordPress or Joomla or has pretty URLs, you'd have to literally change the config for every user that wanted to have uh, rewrite rules. And that wasn't really feasible for a shared server. 
So I was kind of feeling a little bit defeated, and I started going through uh, looking at the roadmap for Apache, and I found that in 2.4.9, they had added FastCGI pass-through to a socket. Uh, and they didn't really announce it that much. And what does this, what would that mean then for incoming? So instead of having to pass through to ports, I now pass through to sockets. So each user has their own independent socket and it's just specified to them. So I get the security of SuPHP or mod UR, mod RUID, but we still get the performance uh, enhancement of the FPM. Uh, and fast CGI also allows us to do um, multi-threaded handlers like Event Viewer or Event MPM, which is way better on resource usage than the old uh, Worker or what's the other one? Uh, worker or and this is the one that I used. Give me a second. I actually got Google search it because it's been a while since I've had to use it. Yeah, no problem. Prefork. I should have known that one. Prefork MPM. And what's MPM stand for? Uh, multi-process manager, I think is what it is. Multi-process manager. I'll double-check that. Multi-processing modules. That's close. Okay, cool. So an incoming call, does it go through Nginx at all now, or is it just strictly Apache end-to-end? It's strictly Apache end-to-end. Um, I love Nginx performance. I just didn't love the idea of having to change the config for every single rewrite that somebody wanted to do, unfortunately. so. And your uh, this, this seems to be working out well for you in real world. It's been working beautifully. Um, I did do a lot of testing initially uh, beforehand, and some of my clients that I've worked with in the past, I've done a rendition of it without the uh, socket. We were doing ports, but there were only a couple sites, so it wasn't that big of an issue. And the performance it is night and day. You, we see on average between 30 and 70% performance increase over uh, a SuPHP or a Mod RUID uh, iteration and that puts us close to on par to a straight Nginx and PHP FPM uh, model, and we still get all the security and compatibility. Fantastic. I must say, quite a lot of that has gone over my head. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad that you know what you're doing because uh, uh, I'm glad I don't actually have to do the administration work on HPR. How- yeah, and that's. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, yeah, that's what I do on my free time. So it's like I really need to get out more. <laughs> how how big a site is HPR, Binrev, etc.? Um, they have some fairly good sized sites. Um, Binrev's had a following for years now. HPR, I know you guys have a pretty active community. Um, disk space wise, you're not too terrible. The new server. Uh, is more than capable of handling what you've got. Uh, backups uh, is what's going to be the fun bit, uh, though I've written a script specifically for that purpose, so we'll have that. And then I'm well, using a that's good, ZFS. I'm backing it up as well. So yeah. Well, I'm I'm a big proponent of having multiple backups. It's I've lost external hard drives and just weep because I thought I had a file someplace else and. Then I have to go rewrite my entire thesis paper. Yes, folks, if you pull nothing away from this episode, uh, that is, you don't have a backup until you can restore the file. It was... I mean, we were talking before about um, some of the consolidation stuff we want. Are we still going to have a VPS or, you know, our own uh, play around server? Is that still going to be around? Um, I can do something with that. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility for you guys to have. Um, it's not going to be in a public cloud. It's just going to be a slice of the existing server. Mostly okay. what you guys are going to be seeing is um, the web services for all the um, binrev sites are going to be consolidated again, but you guys are going to be isolated still because of the FPM uh, pool handling. And we're actually going to restrict access for each user in regards to 
um, kind of jail shelling. So even if you need SSH access or something like that, we'll jail shell each user um, to prevent uh, if one account, heaven forbid, gets compromised, which I'm going to do my damnedest to secure everybody. And I've done a fairly good job. Um, I know that we've got some new sites that are being developed in the process too, and I've had to put my foot down about some of the designers uh, wanting to have root access. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, no. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to do was um, uh, copy over, you know, share the uh, repository, the apps repository where all the actual files are stored so that we could keep, uh, so we could access those from the VPS directly. Will that be possible now? Uh, it should be. I just need to know which folders you need to sync over and yeah, that would be feasible. I really wish that Citrix would pay attention to one of the features that they added in Zen Server 6.1 and then didn't announce it and then removed it almost immediately in 6.2. Yeah, it allowed me allowed me to hook up two uh, virtual hard drives to a VM or a V V one virtual hard drive, two VMs. There we go. Uh, and I could share data across them if I used a cluster-aware file system. Oh, very nice, like ZFS or... Uh... Um, GFS, too, is yeah, the one yeah. that... Yeah. yeah. Uh, those guys, or that... I use that with an iSCSI connector uh, on one of my other clients, and it makes life so much easier. I was using NFS before using GFS, too, and it's a pain in the arse. NFS doesn't do real well with a lot of connections. And so when you start dealing with people who do realistically anywhere from 8,000 to 20,000 simultaneous connections, Apache can't access the file because NFS can't serve the file. Yeah. yeah. So that's when we started talking and looking into, and when I say we, is me and one of my other... Uh, partners about doing uh, iSCSI connector directed to the VM and then having that GFS2 module or GFS2 and having those two servers see the same drive and it's worked beautifully. I throw tons of stuff at it and it doesn't even blink. And does that, uh, is that now included? Well, and it requires some setup. So Okay. We're not doing a clustered setup for any of the HPR or bin rev sites right now. Oh, it's not um, something we need immediately. It was uh, just right. We kind of get around it other ways. Now, it, so. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I, it was basically when people upload the shows that we could transcode them on the other server and then you know send them back. But uh, that's again everything we do. Uh, we're just very grateful to have. Um, what is a massive amount of storage and massive amount of bandwidth available to us to do uh, this and it's been um, donated by yourself and uh, I think uh, Stank is still throwing some cash your way Um, it's really just me at this point Um, originally we were hosting with my original company and uh, all those services were kind of swept into what we considered the marketing piece now it's me running the marketing for this company, and so it's just it's coming out of uh, my pocket initially until we get some uh, drive. We're not in any shape like a bad situation, but it, it's just me at this point doing this uh, as far as financial and my partners, of course. But can we, um, can we not set up some sort of donation button or something to throw a few quid your way? I mean, I've been asked a few times by people if they could donate to oh, uh, yeah. support if you guys, If you guys want to do that, that's awesome. That definitely takes some burden off of me. And it, it, Like I said, I'm not, nowhere near to the point where I'm uh, asking for handouts or anything like that, but if you guys want to do that sort of thing, the biggest thing that somebody could do is sign up for hosting or give good word of mouth because I've got to compete with guys like GoDaddy and Rackspace. Well, not so much Rackspace. Rackspace is, if I ever get to that point, I'll be 
taking you out, Ken, and uh, we'll be having a couple beers. But at this point, it's I, I'm direct competition with like GoDaddy, Host uh, Gator, the shared hosting providers, and the guys who are starting to get into the VPS and dedicated. And yeah, from my uh, experience with dealing with those guys, is uh, uh, I can see where your philosophy fits in. Uh, an honest host <laughs> would fit in nicely in there. Okay, so I will, uh, from my point of view, what I'll do is uh, I'll go and edit the um, all the shows that have been posted. Uh, from I won't go back to the ones, but uh, new shows as they come in, I'll be adding your uh, mention for you guys. And um, we'll uh, submit a new intro and outro up on the website for everybody. We'll see how awesome. we do that. Yeah, I'm... Um... Probably actually give me a second here and I'll actually have a coupon code for people who want to sign up who actually listen to the show. Uh, they can use and get like 15% off of uh, the shared hosting. Dedicated, I don't have that much margin, but shared, I definitely do. So if you want to ask more questions or want me to ramble on about something else, I can while I create that code. No, I'm just uh, truncate silence. Okay. I think I've been pretty much um, talked out uh, from my point of view. I got your email in, and uh, you've been doing a lot for the community. It is coming out of your own pocket. And um, I think, uh, if nothing else, if if people want to donate uh, to HPR, or at least support HPR, um, I mean, the simplest thing you can do is, uh, you know, Sunday will I don't know um, send out word of mouth and uh, spread the word. If you're um, thinking of putting up a, as I mentioned earlier, if you're thinking of putting up a a website for I don't know your your cousin or something who has heard you're into computers and wants a website put up, then uh, having them go to a third party that you know you can trust and you know, $4 a month so that when you're on vacation that and the thing crashes or their website, whatever, you don't need to deal with it. Josh and his team are there and they will take care of it. And it's nothing that you ever have to worry about. And you don't need to worry about them getting charged extra, extra money, even though that, you know, there'll be about four visitors who will ever come to this hobby site. It's still going to, um, it's, I've ran my own servers for the family. Uh, ran them out of my out of uh, the end of a connection here in the house, and everything works fine right until you've locked your front door to get on an airplane to go on your holidays, and then always, 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 always something goes wrong. And for that reason, I outsource my all my uh, family's email hosting and web hosting for that very reason. And right now, here is another place that I can send people to that. Uh, um, you know, with support, with uh, honest face behind it, I guess. I suck at this whole advertising thing. <laughs> oh, I'd rather somebody who can honestly say something positive about it, or even if it's negative. I mean, that's another thing that's a little bit different from us is we will listen to what our clients are looking for and want, and we can review, hey, does this work in our business model? If not, we take a look and see, okay, where is this request coming from? How can we make this uh, something that's feasible? I, I You mentioned email. I do want to make mention that we do do outbound spam filtering. You were mentioning about getting hacked and somebody eating through your bills and things like that earlier. Yeah. We scan all of our shared servers' email for spam. So if somebody does get compromised because people forget to update things or they don't want to use our tools that automatically update things or they wrote a code and they thought, oh, nobody's going to know to look for mailerscript.php and they get compromised and start spamming. That's one of the biggest things uh, people complain about is, oh my gosh, my shared server has been blacklisted because so-and-so spammed and now I can't send an email. We protect from that. All of our shared servers are set up to first scan an email before it gets out onto the public internet to protect the emails that are clean and good going out of the server. Will you contact the administrators if they are 
sites are compromised like that or you detect a compromise? Yeah, if we see that, that we've got a lot of email coming from a certain account, it actually shows us which account it is and we go from there uh, notifying them if we have to disable uh, an email going off the server. I've seen I've seen some pretty ugly mail scripts go, but typically we just contact the user either uh, via email, which is part of the reason why we don't like to disable email, um, or if they're in the United States or someplace that I have a decent uh, Skype rate, I will try and give them a call. That's fantastic. Okay, Josh, I think you're off the hook for another year for doing a show, unless you actually want to do some shows, because... Uh, well, that's... I'm planning to, as soon as I actually get time. That's part of the... Part of my drive for actually starting a business is the amount of time I was spending, I wasn't having much say in the existing company, and I think doing this is actually going to give me more time, which is strange. It's usually the opposite. Uh, you end up dealing with starting your company and losing time, um, but everybody around me has said when I focus on my company or our company, we're actually doing things right so we don't spend time going back and fixing stuff. Yes, I I know what you mean. I, I do know what you mean. And that uh, code that I was talking about, it's 15% off on any of the shared plans. Uh, so they sign up for one month or 12 months. It doesn't matter. They're going to get 15% off. It's HPR15. They pop it in at checkout, and they've got 15% off on the sign-up right there. Cool. Can I put that on our on the bottom on our website? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Uh, it is only for the shared plans right now uh, until I can maneuver a little bit more breathing room on the dedicated. There isn't a whole lot of uh, room to give a discount on the dedicated at the t- at this time, though. Yeah, no, that's that's understandable. And also, the dedicated is, I mean, it's serious business. Uh, you're, if um, you know, you're talking about people. Who have a serious, uh, serious business? Is actually what I mean. They have a commercial operation. Um, I think the shared plans are are ideal for you know the hobbyists who are listening to this and and want basically want a honest to goodness hosting. So oh, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, oh, the only thing about that domain name is it sounds a little too spammy. You know, honest uh, host, my my friend, you can come and. <laughs> It, it, it does, but it was also... So, the name originally generated, it was going to be HonestToast.com. And this was after we had just dealt with some really, really uh, nasty bits of uh, hosting. And we're going to be doing some more blogs kind of discussing that because people don't realize that hosting's kind of cutthroat and people are really vicious. And they'll say just about anything... Think of it as used car sales of the IT world. That's really what it feels like um, working here in in this business. You start seeing people like, oh yeah, I can get 30 miles to the gallon. Even more if you have it on a tow truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's stuff like that that really burns me. And I think I'd had a few too many drinks with my friends. And we were all talking about this idea of getting it started and what we wanted to call it and this just kind of stuck after we had had those drinks and it we don't get belligerent but we were pretty pissed off no i can completely understand that and you know that works two ways there's uh it's good to see that on your side that's frustrating but i think everybody has been caught with a hosting provider you know even as simple as domain registration and and then trying to move it or trying to do anything or there's a problem and trying to get in touch with anybody and you just go right okay enough of this i'm going to pay at two dollars extra a month and just not have to worry about that crap anymore right and that's that's really what it boils down to and our prices for the hobbyists is actually going to be less expensive than what say godaddy or hostgator are going to have because their 495 a month plan requires you sign up for two years. Okay. That's our monthly price. And we actually give discounts as you sign up for longer periods. So that's that's our monthly price. 
granted it's not a lot of resources but for the hobbyists like you said that are going to have four to ten people that's more than ample and it gets their name out there and they can go off and play with stuff and we have the tools to go off and say oh wait 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 that script you wrote up there that you thought was going to be uh no load whatsoever it's doing this and we do have tools we partnered with new relic so we have some basic views into our system as far as what the scripts are doing so say somebody's got a awesome script that they wrote back in 2004 and they think it's going to work great and then it doesn't work so great yeah yeah we can help pinpoint where that issue's at okay cool um, well, you've convinced me. Do you know what we should do is um, we'll put this out. We'll discuss it on the community news because there's some uh, some actual movements and stuff that we're going to need to do. There's some work on your part, a lot more on your part than on my part. And uh, But let's get you on again once you've got your feet um, uh, ready to go, when you've got those VPS plans ready, and we can do another quick episode just on what you're doing behind the VPS is what your pricing are is and uh, sort of what the technology is that you're using behind that as well. All right, that sounds good. Would um, you be open as well to taking questions? And uh, I know a lot of people would be interested about the nitty gritty of of how hosting is done and you know uh, fielding that sort of questions. How you how you s- scale up a hosting? Uh, I would welcome them because questions lead to more educated people and what one of our goals is educating our clients so that they can make informed decisions um i may even take some of the questions and post them on our blog uh i really want to make it so that when somebody is buying hosting even if it's not with us for whatever reason that they are making an informed decision about what they're doing because the internet's kind of important for businesses at this point. If you don't have a website, people kind of look at you like, oh, so you guys are just starting out. Do you have, um, yeah, exactly. Um, do you have uh, SSL TLS on any of your uh, sites? Can that be configured, by the way? Yes, uh, we do have add-ons and things like that. So uh, the shared plan, we charge for the IP address and the SSL all at the same time for the year. And the SSL, again, is good for the year. We can install it on the server and you're set to go. Um, all of our stuff, uh, if you go to honesthost.com, by default, it routes to the HTTPS. Uh, our billing system, everything like that, it's all secured down. So we take security very seriously. Can you, um, can you also register domains with you guys or not? Yes, um... We go through Namecheap specifically. We use their API. Uh, there is a slate markup again. I have to cover the costs of the charge transactions and things like that, but then it's all managed right through WHMCS. I think it's less than a dollar that I've increased the prices from Namecheap. Um, yeah. I do .com, .net, .org, .us, and .ninja because .ninja is cool. You are correct, of course. Now, I'm just thinking from the point of view, again, going back to the use case of uh, the cousin who wants to set up their business or hobby site, that um, you can point them to this and make sure that the bills for everything gets redirected to one place. So the domain registration is in the one place, they, um, the SSL is in the one place, and the web hosting is in the one place, so that they get one bill, and that's it, and there you go. You'll need this, this, and this, set it up, blah, and then it's a recurring payment payment forever in a day and that's it everyone's happy right exactly and then on top of that we do offer inbound spam filtering too so if they are worried about getting spam or things like that we use an open source technology called barua and all we charge for is the monthly cost of the system that's running on we don't charge a license fee for barua or anything like that we just do it based on resource usage for that. So that's why we're considerably less expensive than some of the commercial products like uh, MX Logic. Okay, cool stuff. Okay, Josh, I'm going to let you back to migrating our site. Are we going to have any downtime or anything like that? Um, not immediately. I want to get stuff copied over initially. I will send out an email saying, hey, don't make any change. Or, make any changes there we go um 
during this time because DNS is going to be propagating. But once we reach that point, we'll be all copied over and we'll actually be able to put HPR behind Cloudflare. So the site will actually see a performance increase too. That will be uh, that will be good. Okay, I think, uh, is there anything I missed or uh, are we good to go? I think we are set. Thank you very much. No, thank you very much. And um, again, I uh, really do appreciate it. If you can um, work up some sort of uh, donation button, that would be great uh, that we can put on our site and that other people can put on their sites. It would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, do you want to do it through PayPal or do you want to do it? How do you want that done? Because I can do it through, I could even set up a product on the page that's hidden. Um, yeah. I don't and know. then you guys, so it really depends on how you guys want to process it. Well, how about just a regular link that isn't a JavaScript link? Um, donate, and then it lands on a page. Honest Hosting supports HBR and Red Projects, blah, 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 blah. And then okay. you know, click here to donate, something like that. Sounds good. I can definitely uh, do something like that and get you the link. Because I would prefer not to be uh, in the loop um, with regard to financial transactions. So, uh, And I think it would be better if, if uh, the donate button physically went over to your site because that way then there's a separation of um, of uh, of roles. You know, right, so, right. Yeah. No, I can definitely get that going. Super duper. Now get back to work on your... <laughs> get back to working on your hobby. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I will uh, talk to you later then. Thank you very much for the interview. Not a problem. And tune in tomorrow, folks, for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio brought to you by anhonesthost.com. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.